The scene in Colorado is only getting crazier. It's Monday, September 18th. I'm senior writer Owen Poindexter, and this is Front Office Sports Today. Colorado barely avoided a huge upset against Colorado State, and the hype train continues. Joining me now to discuss is FOS Newsletter co-author David Rumsey. Welcome, David. Hey, Owen. So you are in Boulder right now. What's the vibe been like this weekend? I mean, it feels like Hollywood ever since Friday when ESPN came to town with their plethora of college football traveling studio shows. The Rock was in town on top of the Pat McAfee show, First Take, Stephen A., Shannon Sharp. And then on Saturday, you had Fox's pregame show. Despite not even having the game broadcast, they came to battle ESPN for pregame show supremacy. They brought Lil Wayne to do a performance. They had Rob Gronkowski in town. I mean, people that I talk to here in Boulder who cover Colorado on a daily basis for years are just in shock that Boulder is now the Hollywood epicenter of college football. They say it makes no sense, but Alas, here we are. Colorado is still 3-0, and and the coach Primera is still rolling. Right. And obviously, there was a lot of attention on Dion and this team going into the season. But we weren't even talking in these terms two weeks ago. Like, this this level of insanity, you know, it's, it's new. Exactly. I mean, everybody was coming into the TCU game expecting maybe Colorado puts up a fight, but they shocked the world, right? They delivered again against Nebraska. And then this week, really, they almost blew it. The The game was supposed to be a huge blowout for Colorado. You had The Rock on the sidelines cheering on Colorado. You had other stars like uh, the rapper Offset. You had Kawhi Leonard in town. I mean, these are things, I think I saw a tweet that was saying, this is what USC used to be during the Pete Carroll era in the, in the center of Hollywood, in Los Angeles, right? No, this is Boulder, Colorado. But it is the place to be seen. And if you were on Twitter on Saturday night, everybody was talking about this game. People wanted the uh, Florida game to end, the Florida-Tennessee game to end, so they could watch Colorado-Colorado State. When has that ever happened before? Yeah, right. We, we are in kind of bizarro land here. You got to go backstage with, those ES, with both ESPN and Fox. What were the different kind of moods and vibes there in those, those sets? ESPN is a machine with college game day. They've been doing this for years and years. They have their build out. It's not just game day, too. They bring college football live. They had the Pat McAfee show there. So they know what they're doing. It's huge. The students on campus are thrilled, excited about it. Not, not to mention first take those in town, too. So they know what they're doing. It's very controlled. It, it gets crazy in there. Don't get me wrong. But when I went over to the Fox show on Saturday, it's just pandemonium, a little chaos in a good way. I was talking to some people who work for Fox and they say it's always like that. They kind of like it that way. I mean, it was just much more free for all, lots of VIP guests in there around with the talent with Rob Gronkowski. Lil Wayne came in there and, and not to mention Deion Sanders was at both shows. So it was really interesting. He went on about 9 a.m. local time to ESPN game day and then, you know, did a 10, 15 minute hit. Of course, The Rock came on if everybody was watching that with him. That was great scenes. And then he ends, takes a quick little golf cart ride. I think I saw him driving himself actually over to less than half a mile away to the other part of campus where Fox's show was from. He gets on there. He's embracing Lil Wayne backstage before he goes on set. And he says, thank you to Fox for coming back again. But it was just as chaotic at Fox, more of a controlled machine at game day. But 
fans everywhere. Students were bouncing in between both shows. I, I think everybody was just, they're probably in del- disbelief too that this is happening to their university who went 1-11 in football last year. But it, it was just crazy. Yeah, the fact that they won just one game last year, I, I remind myself every week and it's still a little bit surprising that now we're here. Um, I think, and that, that last thing you just said just kind of gets to why is Fox even showing up when they don't have the game broadcast? Well, it's because you can get Dion himself. You can get all these fans around exactly. you. You can, you know, get into the hype train in a meaningful way. Um, that isn't just, you know, the the reporter in the hurricane getting blown away. And it's like, well, why'd they send them? It's like, well, this is why you send them. So you can, you can get all those folks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so next week, ABC is going to have the Oregon-Colorado game. It's still going to be a big game since, you know, Colorado uh, avoided that upset this week. They're going to be 3-0. and We'll see what happens. M- maybe they upset Oregon. A lot of people will probably tell you probably not. But either way, they'll be, you know, 4-0 or 3-1. and with USC coming to town, probably going to be undefeated in two weeks. Caleb Williams, uh, reigning Heisman Trophy winner. That's going to be a huge game. Fox is expected to broadcast that, and you would definitely expect them to bring their big noon kickoff back to Boulder. And people are kind of rumbling that maybe ESPN would bring game day for another double dip. I don't know. We'll see. It seems more a little bit more up Fox's alley to maybe encroach on ESPN's turf than the other way around. But it's a really interesting dynamic to watch because I think it's clear that Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, he brings the ratings and the networks will do whatever they can for it. Yeah, so the insanity is lasting at least another two weeks and probably the rest of the year. I don't, I don't see this thing slowing down anytime soon. David Rumsey, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Owen. When Matt Ishbia bought the Phoenix Suns last December, it became clear that this was going to be a new era for the team when, six weeks later, he traded for Kevin Durant. Now we're seeing the Ishbia impact in a very different way. Cord cutting is a massive issue for every MLB, NHL, and NBA team because cable subscribers are dropping every quarter, but you need something for people who aren't streaming at all or just aren't going to buy another service. But there's a third way to watch TV. It's called free over-the-air broadcasting. All you need is a TV and an antenna. The only problem is that people don't own antennas at the rates they did in the 80s. But that's a solvable problem. So what the Suns did is, one, end their deal with Diamond Sports Group, which is going bankrupt. Two, partner with free over-the-air broadcaster Gray Television, which owns several local stations in Arizona. And three, ship out antennas for free to people in the area who ask for one on suns.com. The Arizona Diamondbacks now want to do the same thing. And if this works, maybe we have our cord-cutting solution. Over to MLB. We now have some amount of clarity on Shohei Otani's situation. Reporters noticed that he had cleaned out his locker, but the Angels didn't say anything about it for a day, and then it came out that as people mostly assumed, he's injured and he's done for the year. And now he has possibly the biggest decision of his life, and it's a two-parter. The first part is what kind of medical procedure does he have? Is it a second Tommy John surgery or something else? And what will that mean for his future as a pitcher and a hitter? The second part is, what next? Does he go for the biggest contract in U.S. sports history right now? Does he sign a massive one- or two-year deal while he proves that he can still make an impact unlike any other player in history? Or something else? Before Otani tours UCL, I asked a few people on this show, what kind of free agent contract was he going to get? And the answer started at $550 million and went over $600 million. Now, it's really anyone's guess. As for the Angels, it's probably the end of a strange era where they had a duo unlike any other with Trout and Otani and basically nothing to show for it. 
Up next, I had a very fun conversation with comedian Rob Riggle, who is a huge Kansas sports fan and has gotten involved in sports media in any number of ways. He's limited in what he can do right now because of the writer's strike, but he's gotten in on the pickleball craze. We talked about all that and some Kansas football, and that conversation is coming up next. All right, thrilled to be joined now by comedian and actor Rob Riggle. Welcome, Rog. Hello, how are you? I just called you Rog, but uh, welcome. <laughs> I'm just gonna actually, that. When, I, I get, when I sometimes I'll get tongue tied and say Rob Ribble. All right, uh, I don't know why, I'm so, glad it yeah. happens to you. So it, you know. it, yeah, it, it happens. It's very common. Not a problem. Okay, well, good. I feel better. Even now. My phone. When I type in Rob, it says, "Do you mean Ron?" I'm like, no. <laughs> so I get it. Yeah. Um, um, my my thing is when someone says O oh, and or O oh, when I I turn around and because my name's Owen and yeah. you know, that's that's just you know. That's the hand I was dealt. Um, so you've joined the pickleball craze with with Katie Kirk of all people. Uh, so tell me about what you're doing in DC. Uh, well, I'm. Uh, they're having a, a big event uh, on the National Mall there in Washington DC uh, on the at the end of September. I think it's from the 27th to the 30th, um, and I'll be there on the 28th. Uh, uh, I won't be playing because I just kind of am. Uh, I'm just now getting over a leg injury, so uh, but I will be uh, judging. Um, both personally and professionally, um, uh, all the play going on there. I, I mm -hmm. personally love pickleball. I got involved playing pickleball just recently this past year, um, and found it to be a blast, uh, and mm -hmm. something you can do with everybody. Uh, especially if you're a novice, like, like myself, mm -hmm. uh, you can, you can pretty much jump right in and be kind of competitive fairly quickly, you know, if you have, uh, uh, any athletic, uh, inclination. So, so that's that's what's going on. It's going to be uh, um, Humana and uh, um, the Trust, the the you know National Mall Trust. They're they're putting it on. So it's going to be a very nice event, very first class event. And um, I think it's a wonderful opportunity to bring people that you uh, enjoy, bring them down and and play some pickleball because it is sweeping the nation. It it really is. And, yeah. Uh, and people are getting on board. So if you don't know anything about it, come on down, and learn. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And no, I wanted to ask about the like the pickleball craze generally. So you're you're on the bandwagon now. Um, is this just? I how how would you describe it? Is it you know like a, just like a good family friendly thing? Anyone can pick up a racket, or yeah, or is it? I think one of the things I noticed about it was you know. Um, it's it's multi generational. You can have the literally the grandparents and the grandkids can be playing. Uh, against each other um and so it's it's very inclusive it's a it's a wonderful you know it, it's it really brings a lot of people together to to uh do something other than look at your phone uh <laughs> it forces you to interact it forces you to be active and athletic and um and i'll be honest like when i you know when when i remember hearing about it people were like oh we're doing this pickleball thing and i'm like pickleball like even the name of it i was like right. what you, what you know and, and so i i resisted it for a long time i was like eh, i'm not not for me not my thing until i did it and then once you do it you're like hey this is this is actually really cool i i get it now i get why everybody's talking about it i get why people are, are easily uh, attracted to it yeah, I feel like it's popular enough that if you're outside of that bubble, you're just like, ah, stop, stop saying pickleball. Like, stop that <laughs> popping noise is so annoying. And then, yeah, you join the cult and you're like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Um, it, and the th it's like that movie that everybody's, oh my God, have you seen this? Have you seen it? You're like, no, now you've overhyped it. I don't care. Right. But then you see it and you're like, oh my God, you're right. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, exactly. 
Yeah, one of those. Um, so broadening to the rest of the sports world, I understand you're a huge Kansas Jayhawks and Kansas City Chiefs fan. As a sports fan, just what's are you in a good place right now? What's your mindset? I'm in a great place. Uh, um, I am from that region. I am from the Midwest, and I am from Kansas City specifically. And I went to the University of Kansas. So my 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 alma mater, our football team, the Jayhawks, Kansas Jayhawks traditionally we've we've struggled uh in football and now we have this new coach uh lance leipold who is amazing he's an amazing coach and he's and just no time at all has turned this program around he's got those those players believing he's got the fans excited he's got me excited so i'm happy as i can be on that front the chiefs we're coming off a Super Bowl and we lost, you know, the first game of the season, we lost to Detroit. Um, so that, that, that hurt. That was a bit of a setback, but I still, anytime you got Patrick Mahomes on your team, I've got faith galore that we're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, that has to be, they, it's such a rare experience as in sports fandom to just have like a generational, maybe the best player ever just locked in for his career, just yeah. to know that, you know, like every day you wake up, you've got that guy. I, absolutely. I just I, I just beg him to wear bubble wrap wherever he goes <laughs> and stretch out his Achilles uh, more than more than normal, I guess. Right. So, um, you know, things things are a little weird in the media right now, but sports has been a big part of your career. And, and with cord cutting, it seems to be getting the, the weight on sports has been getting more and more so for media networks that are you know trying to find ways to draw fans generally, especially to their new streaming networks. Uh, have you felt that weight in your world that that it's that sports is just all the more important? I see it escalate all the time. I feel like, uh, and maybe it is because of all the different venues that you can see it on or whatever, but you know, uh, the autumn is the best sports time in the world. It just is. Yeah. You've got college football, professional football, you've got baseball hitting its Zenith. Um, you know, um, basketball fires up in the fall. And so the, you know, in the autumn, it really is a wonderful time to watch sports. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a great time, and it's a great time, you know, to be out at the restaurants or the bars and have the game on in the back. I just the comfort of having a game on in the background for some reason always appeals to me. Like if I'm at a bar or restaurant and we're having dinner or I'm talking or having a beer with a friend or whatever, just to be able to glance up, even if it's two teams I don't care about, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, who's playing here, you know? And it's there's something wonderful about that. Um, but but yeah, you're right. I, there's there's a there's a plethora of sports entertainment to choose from. Yeah, I mean, it's just like September, October is when I start hearing the Jaws music in, in my world where it's like, all right, it, it's coming. Like it's it's a good it's coming. It's not yeah. it's not a giant shark, but it's right, right, um, right. but yeah, it's it's exciting. This is when everything's kind of firing. Um, do you I mean, again, obviously, things are weird right now, but um do you see yourself as, you know, maybe having a, a, a furthering your career in sports media? I, listen, I'm, I'm one of these guys. Um, I never think I'm going to work again. Hmm. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. That's the curse of all actors and comedians. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it is. So uh, and people don't understand that. But trust me, if you ever do this job, you'll understand. <laughs> so, yeah, I I love sports and and I love comedy and I love acting. And I uh, so any chance I get to slap all those together. Uh, count me in. Um, mm -hmm. 
Um, and I, I am, I'm, I'm a genuine diehard sports fan. Uh, and I, and I have such respect for all sports, even sports that, you know, might not be my cup of tea. I still respect the athleticism and the commitment and what it takes to be a professional. So, uh, so yeah, uh, listen, I'll take the, I'll take the work where I can get it. Yeah. And do you have a, a dream sports gig? Oh my gosh. <laughs> dream sports gig. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I, I would love to, I would love to be able to do what, uh, what I do on Holy Moly. Um, with Joe Tess. I would love to be able to do that on Monday Night Football. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, well, appreciate the time, Rob Riggle. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That is it for today. If you're enjoying the show, tell a friend or leave us a rating or review. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you tomorrow.